Geek This Podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Head to geekthispodcast.com slash getaudible for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook and help support the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Geek This Podcast, the podcast where the force is with you, always. So I'm really excited about this episode. I got to sit down and talk to my friend Adam McDorman about Star Wars. And it's a huge geek thing, and I know I've been covering comics for the last couple of episodes, but I decided to go in kind of a different direction here. Talk about a franchise that, you know, I grew up with, that Adam grew up with, and I really value Adam's opinion and just kind of his take on things. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, here is Geek This Podcast, Episode 3, A New Hope for Star Wars. So, Adam, thanks for uh, joining me on... This is, this is my third episode of, of Geek This Podcast. So thanks for being my my guest and talking to me about Star Wars today. Yes, thanks for having me. Um how are you doing? Um you suggested a a little segment that I should do with my guest that I thought is really cool. Um what what kind of geeky things are you uh into right now? What have you been like reading or whatever? Well, um my probably my primary area of expertise as a geek is video games um, and also you know anything else but video games is probably my number one uh, and I've been playing this uh, game that came out a couple weeks ago it's called Nino Kuni and it's uh, this uh, role-playing game for the PS3 and it's really interesting it's uh, it was co-developed by these two Japanese companies, one of them's level five that kind of specializes in role playing video games, and mm-hmm. the other one uh studio involved is uh studio Ghibli, which okay. is uh probably known to a lot of people uh here in the states for their you know movies that they make really popular, really beautiful movies they're kind of like uh like the Walt disney of of Japan. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Yeah, I've heard of them through um, through Pixar. Uh, actually, I think they snuck in one of their characters in Toy Story 3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, I've I've heard John Lasseter, who's kind of the guy over at Pixar. He's really good friends with uh, Hayao Miyazaki, who's mm-hmm. the, I don't know if he's the head of Studio Ghibli, but he's certainly like their star director, and you know he writes and directs and produces a lot of their really famous movies. Um, and the other thing that I've been into lately is actually uh, is the Marvel Civil War series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've read through that. What do you think of it so far? Yeah, I, I really like it. I am a DC guy, uh, mm-hmm. as a lot of people are. 
but I mean, it's a really good story. And I'm finding now as I read it for the very first time, and it's been a few years since it's been out, but you know, I'm seeing a lot of parallels in the story to like right now, because, you know, if you remember the, the first part of the, the story, there's a, a mutant who basically like detonates himself and blows up a school and that incites this uh, sort of panic uh, and there's legal things that happen and legislation that, that gets placed upon, you know, the, the mutants. And of course, you know, there's the divide between the people who think they should be registered and the ones who think they shouldn't. But it reminds me a lot of like what's happening now because there's this divide, you know, in the American citizenry between people who think we should have like gun control and people who think we shouldn't. And it's sort of a, a really strange connection I'm drawing there, even though these things are like obviously not inspired by one another in any way. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, that's, that's actually really interesting. I, uh, I read it a few months ago. Um, when did I read that? I probably started reading that like back in October or something like that. And I, I think that's really crazy that you, you point that out, uh, just the, the parallels, you know, um, I now I want to read it again. So yeah, I, I think uh, that just goes to show how universal the stories can be in in you know comic books and you know the things that we in in geek culture enjoy. I mean, you know, we had this really terrible tragedy that happened a few months ago, but you know there are stories like that, and I think you know reading comic books can help us explore that and maybe even deal with some of the the really you know, the terrible things or even some of the good things that happen around us. I think it's really kind of cool and kind of a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. You were so insightful. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so this game, what's the game called again? It's called Nino Kuni. Uh, it, for some reason, they didn't translate the name in, in English, but I think it means uh, the Another World. It's a... Uh, it's really good. It's very colorful, very bright. It's very much like uh, a Pixar movie or, or Studio Ghibli, uh, their work in Japan. It's, it's, it's quite enjoyable. Awesome. I, I'm i not into video games too much. Well, then again, I I don't have as much free time on my hands um, as it sounds like you do. I have a four-year-old, so that kind of, yeah. that kind of uh, blows video games out of the water. We did play sure. Mario together a couple weeks ago, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what about you? What are you into currently? Um, I've actually been—you'll—you'll you'll be proud of me, Adam. I've been making my way through um, the New Fifty Two books. Oh, um, good. And I've read—I think I've read. The first 15 issues of Batman, um, I've read the first 14 issues of Aquaman, and I think I'm about, I think I'm on like issue 7 or 8 of Nightwing. Um, oh, yeah. So you are reading probably three of my favorite books in the New 52 right now. Batman is fantastic, Aquaman is super epic, uh, and sort of 
interesting, like a resurgence of that character. Because we've always, you know, made fun of Aquaman, sort of the ridiculous character that talks to fish. He's awesome in the New 52, I think. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed all three of these books, and uh, I think that's why I went after him because I've I've been asking people like on Twitter or Facebook, okay, you know, out of the New 52, like what are your favorites? And I have a lot of illustrator friends on Twitter and um one of them actually hosts another podcast that um I'll just go ahead and plug it it's called Strangers and Aliens and um this guy uh his name's Ben Avery he he's a writer and he's the one that told me that I needed to read Aquaman because he's a huge Aquaman fan always has been and you know I've I didn't grow up with DC, but I had heard the rumors of just how stupid Aquaman was. And I was like, yeah. okay, this, this guy's a professional writer, comic book writer. Um, let's, let's see if he's right. And I've really been blown away with the series. Um, I think, I think my favorite storyline was in the first six issues, uh, which was, um, Oh, I can't even remember what it's called. See, I read all of my books digitally right now, just because mm-hmm. it's it's simpler to do that. I can take them with me on my Absolutely. phone. Yeah. Uh, the Trench. Was that? I think yes. that was like the first six books, mm-hmm. and uh, I I love that. So yeah. I'm I, I'm definitely gonna stick with all three of these books. So yeah. I'm doing something right. I think. Yeah, I think probably. If you have time for a book, you should definitely, as an animator, check out uh, The Flash, because that is uh, written and uh, illustrated by Francis Manipal, and he does a really fantastic job, it's sort of stylized in a very cool sort of Americana way, and I think he does a good job of, of taking that Flash character, which is all about speed and movement and making... Animation is very kinetic. I think as a as a case study for really good art, that's a fantastic book. And the story is great as well. I and mean, Flash is, you know, one of the uh, one of the big characters in the in the, in the DC universe in the Justice League. And, and the stories so far have been really good. I think you should check it out. Okay, that that sounds cool. Uh, actually, I've kind of been wanting to read the Flash um, because in addition to reading the the those comic books, um, I picked up a book at the library, and I don't I don't know that I've talked about it too much on the podcast. I've done it like on YouTube videos, and uh, I, I I love our local library. They have a lot of graphic novels. Um, I, I think I go in there every week or every other week, and I always find something new. And uh, I've been getting dirty looks from one of the librarians, or you know, one of the ladies at the circulation desk, because I'll 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 walk up with like a stack of like ten or fifteen graphic novels, and she just kind of looks at me like I'm I'm an idiot because that's what I'm reading, and I consume comic books faster, so you know, uh, that's why I get it because I like to read. Um, sure. And I I was like, well. Let me. I'm gonna try and find a, you know, an actual book, and I found a book written by 
Grant Morrison, who uh, is uh, DC fame, I guess, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's called Super Gods, and it it's been an interesting book. I think the kind of the overall gist of it is he's kind of going through comic book history and just kind of matching it up to kind of how how our culture uh inspired comics and how comics inspired our culture. Uh it's it's really an interesting book. I'm about halfway through it, I think. And it's been really interesting and he was talking about kind of the origins of the Flash and I was like, "Oh, this sounds interesting." So yes, that's that's my other geeky thing. But that's about it. I've been reading a lot. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, the library is a fantastic place for those of us who don't have tons and tons of money to, you know, fill our minds and imaginations with with all sorts of good things. I think. Yeah, I I love it. Um, yeah, but it it was the dirty looks that made me decide to get a an actual book. <laughs> well, then they obviously accomplished what they wanted to. They got you to read something without pictures. Yeah, she, she still didn't seem very happy that I picked that book up, but I maybe maybe she's mad because I don't read enough DC comics. That could be it. Yeah, well, then I'm on her side. Yeah, but hey, you're on the podcast, so that means we get along. For now. Hey, I'm reading more DC, so... Yeah, all right. Well, you know, that, that, that's a battle for another episode, I think. Yes. I think we have other things to talk about this time, yes. right? Yes, and actually... Um, Comics was kind of we we had actually a good segue there at the beginning um because you were talking about Studio Ghibli who works with Pixar and we were talking about Marvel Civil War and the thing that they have in common is Disney because um Pixar I think in some format or in some way like John Lasseter or whatever um they've worked with Studio Ghibli and um Disney owns Pixar, also owns Marvel, and they also, back in, I want to say December, uh, and obviously if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know this already, um, shame on you, but back in, I think, December, either late November or December, um, Disney bought the, the licensing and all the rights and stuff of Lucasfilm which uh, produces Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And it's sad to say I can't think of anything else that they have done. Well, those are the big two. So yeah. those are the important ones. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe that's a, that's a good starting point because we are going to talk about Star Wars news. That's yes. really kind of the gist of this episode. Um, so, Adam, what what do you think about the whole... Um, Disney Lucasfilm purchase. Well, you know, if you would have asked me like maybe four years ago, it what I would think about Disney purchasing Lucasfilm. First of all, I would have thought that you were absolutely crazy, and then I probably would have descended into some sort of like sadness or or nerd rage. Uh, just the thought of Disney owning Lucasfilm and Star Wars and this thing that's been so important to me and a lot of people uh, in our culture that are our age, 
uh, for a major part of my life. But, you know, I think that Disney has proven, at least to me, through their use of the, the Marvel license, like you alluded to earlier, that they really know how to treat their intellectual property with with uh, some respect. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously they've done a really good job with the most recent Marvel movies. They're great. You know, as a DC fan, I've really enjoyed the Marvel movies. Uh, you know, they're fantastic. They're done really well. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that I have been more excited than I am now for the future of the franchise. I mean, I don't think I would have thought that I'd ever get a chance to see another new Star Wars film. And mm-hmm. and now I think that's happening, you know? It's it's in the works. So I'm really yeah. excited. What yeah. do you think? Um, well, kind of this the same thing with you. If you would have gone back a few years and told me this, I probably would have been upset. Um, I can actually remember when... <clears throat> I found out that Disney had purchased Marvel because for me, that is what I grew up with. I grew up with all those Marvel cartoons, you know, X-Men and Spider-Man. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Now Mickey Mouse is running the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can remember actually being upset for a couple of weeks. Cause I'm like, this is just, this is awful. And, um, you know, like you said, they've really proven, as far as I, I think what I liked is Disney didn't like go into uh, Marvel and take the comics and change them. I, I mean, I don't at least I don't think so. They didn't yeah. go through and go, well, it's a little too violent. You know, um, let's have some pixie dust here and there, uh, which which they could have. Um, but like you said, you know, seeing how. They've treated Marvel and all of the stuff that Marvel does. Um, I was actually excited when I heard that they had purchased Lucasfilm because that was the first thought in my head was if they're buying Lucasfilm, they're going to make a new Star Wars movie. That was my first thought before they even announced um, an Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Um I'm excited about it because I'm kind of glad that George Lucas is stepping down and not going to have his fingers in everything because I've, I've not heard or I'm not, sorry, I've not seen like the newest like Blu-ray release of the Star Wars films that are already out, but I've heard that he, he's gone through and changed just so much from the original, you know, since, since, a new hope came out. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that he's stepping down. Um, and it sounds to me like he's more just kind of in a creative role instead of, I mean, obviously he's not running Lucasfilm anymore. That's right. Uh, Kathleen, Ken- Kathleen Kennedy, I think is who's in charge of Lucasfilm now, which she's, she's done some good stuff. I think her and Tom Cruise used to produce movies together. Yeah, we've we've talked we've hinted at episode seven. Which do you remember when they announced that they were doing an, a whole another trilogy? No, I um, it all happened so quickly. You know, yeah. the purchase happened, and then it wasn't very long after that that they started talking about another movie, uh, perhaps another trilogy, and then 
you know, started talking about, you know, directors and, you know, what they were going to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember when they did that either. Um, I do know that it was, it's been, the first time I heard about it was probably about a month or so ago. They were kind of shopping around, um, throwing names around, and the ones that, uh, I, I, I did some research, but um, I do remember them talking about John Favreau, who directed Iron Man um, 1 and 2, um, and really a great director. I I like him. He's a good actor, too. Um, and they were talking about J.J. Abrams. And at one time, they even wanted Steven Spielberg, uh, which I thought was kind of a long shot because it's not even – I don't even think that's in his wheelhouse to do Star Wars. Uh, but he was, I'm pretty sure, involved in one of the movies. For whatever reason, my brain wants to go to Empire Strikes Back. I could be wrong. But for whatever reason, I have Steven Spielberg attached to that somehow. This is always the fun part of podcasts that I listen to. Like, oh, okay, yes. now, now they're going to spend the next half hour looking on Wikipedia or IMDb to find an answer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously Spielberg was involved with um, some of the Indiana Jones films. Oh, yeah. Which I could make him a, a possible choice for Star Wars. He was tangentially involved with with Star Wars Episode Three. He was sort of kind of a guest director. And he was right. asked, uh, I think, at first to do Return of the Jedi, but, but that that didn't happen. Right. So. But yeah, uh, John Favreau, J.J. Abrams. Um, I was looking at SlashFilm.com, which I, I also love that site. Um, they said Colin Tevereau. I, he directed Safety Not Guaranteed, and I've never heard of him or seen the film, so I can't I can't say anything to that or about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were kind of the people that they were looking at. And while I was looking through this, I, I wanted to kind of see what they were, how how each of these directors were reacting, and Tevero seemed to. He kind of seemed the most real about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to direct Star Wars, but it's probably not going to happen. So don't bother asking me any, anything else. And John Favreau, he seemed almost like he was in talks, you know, a little further than just, hey, do you want to do this? Uh, I would have loved a Favreau Star Wars. I... I liked Iron Man. Iron Man 2 was not as great, but you'll have that. Um, but I like Favreau. But luckily, um, and kind of surprisingly enough, it was released, what was that? As of right now, it was like what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. They announced um, that J.J. Abrams was officially going to be the director of at least the first movie in a new Star Wars trilogy. And um, just what do you think, Adam? Well, I mean, because I, I liked the new Star Trek film and I'm looking forward to Star Trek in darkness. Yeah. Into darkness. And, and that's just, I'm a, I'm a big 
J.J. Abrams fan anyway, but, you know, I've, I've been focused on the Star Wars films that he's doing because, you know, that's just what he's working on right now. And then just out of left field, they go, oh, J.J. Abrams is taking over Star Wars, or at least the, the first film. Um, and I don't know that I can still get my mind around that. I'm excited, but it's still a little bit of a, a shock to the system for me. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. I'm not sure that J.J. Abrams is the best choice for the movie, uh, but I, I think it's certainly a safe one. I mean, obviously we've seen J.J. Abrams can do a really good job of telling stories to have enough kind of mass appeal to attract big audiences, uh, like, you know, with with Star Trek, uh, which, you know, I think was pretty well enjoyed by, you know, a lot of people, geeks and, and regular folk alike. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was able to do that while having a certain depth to his work that appeals to, you know, people like us that like, you know, science fiction and plot intricacies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he is the guy that did Lost, and, and maybe that didn't end very well, but it was certainly a, a valiant attempt to marry kind of this soap opera mass appeal with these sci-fi concepts like time travel and, you know, all of the weird things that happened in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so um, now see, I, I happen to think, at least for me, I don't know that I'd want anybody else but J.J. Abrams to do Star Wars. And I think it's more because I, I know the quality that, that he's going to bring to it because whenever he's like intimately involved in a project, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, Super Eight is probably is probably the film that I would go to. Um, that just if anybody else had done it, I I don't think I don't think a lot of people would have liked it. Um, yeah. There's just something that he brings to it, and the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I want brought to Star Wars because he's such a big fan from what I understand. And originally he, he said just a flat no. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'd rather be sitting in the theater watching it than sitting in the director chair. That's who I would want directing Star Wars, somebody that is is that passionate about it uh, and definitely somebody with Abrams' skill set. So I'm, I'm, I have no qualms whatsoever about J.J. Abrams doing this this new movie but since since you don't seem to be particularly uh I don't know um well he's not my first choice you know I think he'll do a good job but I don't think he would be my first choice who 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 would you pick well I'm so glad you asked this and I know it would never happen but I would love to see Ryan Johnson as the director. Are you familiar with oh, any yeah. of his work? Oh, yeah, Looper. Looper, yeah. And That's the only also, thing of his I think I've seen. Yeah, he did a film before that uh, called The Brothers Bloom, which is not sci-fi or, or 
terribly geeky, but uh, before that, uh, he did Brick, and, and those are the only three movies he did, but um, uh, Ryan Johnson, I think uh, a Star Wars from him would be maybe a bit darker and a bit harder, and okay. maybe lacking the explosions that most moviegoers would expect, hmm. but I mean, I think, you know, if, if Looper is any indication, you know, a Ryan Johnson Star Wars would be beautifully crafted and have you know deep plotting. Um, I think I think J.J. Abrams is a better choice to have that kind of childlike wonder and whimsy in the Star Wars world, which I think is probably a very important part of Star Wars. Um, so there's that. How do you feel about Christopher Nolan? Because he's been hot in recent years, and he's certainly, you know, got cred among, among uh, the movie community. Yeah. Um. You know, I heard that. I heard rumors. Oh no, not rumors. But I heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'd want Christopher Nolan to do it." I, I was definitely not on that bandwagon, um, because he's just got this different tone. Um, I'm trying to trying to think uh i've i've probably i think i've seen every movie he's done except for following which was i think his first his first one yeah um but i've seen everything else since then i've seen memento um obviously the dark knight trilogy um inception and uh, there's another one but he just got a different feel um to his movies yeah. And I, I don't think, for me, um, as a fan of Star Wars, I don't think it really fits with what George Lucas set up back in 1977. Huh. For me, it, I agree. I it doesn't fit. I agree. And and personally, I'd rather see him working on a Justice League film. But I, yes. yeah, that's yeah. also, you know, wishful thinking, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would definitely... Even if he's not in like a directorial role, I would like to see him producing because, um, I, and I know I I didn't want to get off into a bunch of bunny trails, but the Man of Steel trailer and just that movie just looks like it's going to be epic and fantastic, and that is saying a lot for somebody that does not care too much for Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, I wouldn't want Nolan doing Star Wars, but um, Justice League, yes, he could definitely um, helm that. And uh, I don't know, he he could turn me into a DC freak. Yeah, no, I think you're right. J.J. Abrams is probably the best fit for the, the future of the of the series. I think mm -hmm. uh, he is perfect for the job, and I'm glad to see him uh, on there, even though it's not. You know, my dream Star Wars that, you know, I think it's the best thing for all of us. Yeah, actually, honestly, I think um, any new direction that they take with Star Wars is probably um, a good direction because uh, I was listening to a, a, like, an actual Star Wars podcast, like a, a fan podcast. They They follow, like, the Clone Wars and stuff, and they were basically 
ranting and just mad at people that didn't like the prequel trilogy and uh, just talking about how they just oh I can't even remember the exact words that they used but it was not very nice stuff that they were saying and like just kind of how they were weak minded and they just didn't get it and evidently I'm one of those people because I I do not like episodes one through three I think they have their good moments um I actually started watching episode one, and I just – it was so terrible. And really? Yeah, I just – I go back and I watch it, and I just – and it could be because I have those those thoughts in my head of just how awful it is um, just from other podcasts or just other people I've talked to, um, you know, and they don't like them. So I don't know if it's just my head saying – because those people don't like them, you don't like them. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is I'm looking at it from a technical standpoint. Um, there are a lot of parts where you're just like, okay, this is obviously a green screen. You know, uh, They put millions of dollars into this movie, and I can tell that Liam Neeson's standing in front of a green screen. Or that um, Watto is you know, a, a digital creation you know he's not real yeah uh, so i'm not a big fan of of the prequels but they do have their their good parts and um obviously you have to have them to kind of complete the story but yeah. i think i think a new direction for this new trilogy uh, is definitely something that could just really breathe new life into the whole franchise and if they do it right, I think I think there could be a lot more a more a lot more to come from it. I mean, whether it's new movies or not, I think, you know, they've talked about a live action TV show and stuff, and I think if they do this right, um I think they they could pull something off like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. There are a lot of people who really do not like the prequel trilogy and I get it. I'm not one of the haters necessarily. I, mm -hmm. I really, I think narratively from an, an overarching plot view, the, the way that it, those movies pit uh, good against bad in a way that's really ambiguous is, is really interesting. I mean, uh, through the, uh, through that trilogy, you, you don't always know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Right. I mean, you know where it's going to end up because you've seen, you know, mm -hmm. the the first movies. But uh, you're right. There are some some bad acting moments and some some bad scripting and and maybe even like you say some technical problems with those movies. Yeah. But I do think you're you're right. We need a new direction to kind of restore the faith in the franchise because there are a lot of people who are you know who are done you know, caring about Star Wars, and, and that's a shame, because it's it's a treasure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking <laughs> of the uh, the prequel trilogies, did you see, like, any of the 3D stuff that they were doing, at least with the first one? Uh, I heard about it. I didn't go and watch it. Um, I heard 
I heard that the 3D actually wasn't too bad. Um, you could tell it was like, you know, done in post, but mm-hmm. um, I heard that it wasn't terrible. Yeah. See, that kind of bothers me, the idea that they would, you know, go in post-process and and fiddle with a movie that wasn't filmed with 3D cameras mm-hmm. just so that they can put it back on the big screen and try to get some more money. I think, yeah. you know, to me, that's very indicative of that late era of Lucasfilm that just seemed like really out of touch with what the fans wanted. I mean, you know, like you mentioned earlier, all the changes in the, in the most recent Blu-ray release. I mean, there were a lot of people who didn't buy that because, you know, mm-hmm. they were just tired of George Lucas, even, uh, even if they, you know, loved Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, there were people who didn't want to see these 3D re-releases. And, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I was one of them. For me, it was one of those things where if they were running some kind of, like, special deal at the theater where you could go and, I, it like, uh, if, they, if they had done all three of the prequels, uh, and they had like a deal where it's like, okay, you know, you pay, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks and you can watch them all. I'd probably do it, uh, just to kind of relive it. And right. because I'll, I'll be very honest. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to blame it on that, that trilogy, but I, it's been a long time since I've actually sat down and watched Star Wars. I mean, whether it's the prequels or the original trilogy, I don't. I, it's been a long time since I've sat down and and watched it. Um, not that I don't love Star Wars because I do, um, but I don't own it because I don't buy a lot of DVDs anymore. Um, and I have a Blu-ray player, so obviously I couldn't buy the Blu-ray set when it came out. Right. Um, but I think for me to go see them re-release movie, the the movies in 3D. Uh I think it just have to be kind of one of those call up your friends and just be like, "Hey, you want to do something stupid today? We're going to spend all day watching Star Wars movies in 3D." You know, um Yeah. Nothing that I would definitely look forward to. Right. There was no like pageantry to it. I mean, like Star Wars should be an event. And and you're right. If they yeah. would have done some sort of like, you know, make this a a new chapter in your life. Come see these movies fresh again and mm-hmm. and enjoy them. Uh, but they didn't do that. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad that they're not going to waste any more time or money on that stuff because I I don't think they're going to release two and three in 3D. Am I correct? They're they're saying they're gonna they're stopping the 3D production of it. I think Episode two was supposed to come out in 3D this year, but they decided not to go with it. They want to focus all of kind of their, their money and their, uh, I, I'm assuming it's more of a money thing than anything. They want to put it into this new trilogy. Um, so I don't know that they're totally shutting down the 3d re-releases. Mm-hmm. Um, my own opinion, I don't really care for 3d. Um, some movies it's good, but for the most part, I just don't see the point of it. I think it's just kind of, um, for me, it's a fad. Yeah, and I agree. I think, I think people are going to grow out of it. It's it's novel right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of hope that they don't re-release them. 
Uh, if they're going to do anything with that trilogy, just get rid of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> it, it has to be done when you talk about Star Wars. We have to, we have to trash Jar Jar. Yeah, I think all of the internet is on your side, <laughs> except for the you know the the ten or eleven year olds that might come across you know any comments about Jar Jar Binks. They're like, oh, I love Jar Jar because I remember thinking Jar Jar was funny when episode one came out. Right, right. When was that? Like, 99? Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little younger then. Right. You you make an interesting point, because I think, for us, experiencing Star Wars is very different than, you know, the kids who are uh, young now, who were born in a post-prequel trilogy world, like, how how different is that? What is it like to sit down now and and watch Star Wars and 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 experience it in an order other than what we remember? I mean, Star Wars, you know, was a part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, it was it was mine too. I can remember when we, uh, I don't know, for some odd reason, I want to say it was Easter, but I don't know why we'd get a present like that for Easter. But I can remember my parents getting. Um, the the special edition trilogy and uh, I remember sitting down to watch it the first time with with my my dad and my stepmom and it, it's just it's funny because you you look at the the generation you know because you know our parents they were alive when the movies came out you know they they saw them the original version and. Right. Um, I actually, I don't think I've ever actually seen the original, original Star Wars movies, like before anything got changed. Right. Um, I grew up on special edition and. Um, on VHS, no less, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, I can actually remember. I can remember my my parents kind of not really arguing, but just saying, "Well, which one do you want to start with?" and my my stepmom she she had a bunch of Star Wars toys so she's a bigger Star Wars fan than my dad and she she's like oh we got to start with Empire Strikes Back because it's the best one out of all of them and uh so we we watched that and then I think we watched A New Hope and then we watched uh Return of the Jedi and I don't even remember which one it is I think it was A New Hope when Luke kisses Leia, I can remember my dad going, "Oh, gross!" <laughs> and and I I didn't get that for the longest time because I was so young. I don't. Know, I just I think it's just funny how different generations have um, consumed Star Wars, and it. Uh, I think you actually showed uh, shared a video on Facebook of a little boy who saw the epic Luke, I am your father scene. Did you share yeah, that? I did. Yeah. That was hilarious. That's great. I mean, you're, you're right. Cause when, you know, children sit down to watch the movie now, it's like sort of a rite of passage because right. they are the children of people who probably grew up, uh, around the time that, the Star Wars movies were released in special edition on VHS. So they're like, you know, the people who it's been a part of their life from the very beginning, people our age. And so like 
when you sit down, you know, a, a kid, you've probably in your mind thought, you know, what order are we going to watch the movies in? And there's probably been a fight between the husband and wife as to whether they're going to watch it in the order that they, they were released or if they're going to start with the prequel trilogies and, and work from there. And then when they sit down, it's like, here you go, my child. This is, you know, this is something really important, something really special. There's this pomp and circumstance. And then it's like this moment where, you know, the, the, the little boy realizes that the bad guy is the good guy's dad. And, you know, it's, it's both adorable and uh, just really fills my heart with joy. Yeah. So, okay. Um, if you were to sit down with your future kids, what order would you show them the movies? You don't have kids until after this new trilogy is done. Go, <laughs> go along with that idea. Okay. Yeah, I think my ideal viewing order would probably be uh, A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, then go back to um, Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. And maybe just skip episode one altogether. I don't know. It's uh, it's sort I, of. I like that. Yeah. Because I think uh, it ruins too much of what is going to happen if you see that scene in episode three where um, where Padme has her children and then they're split to you know two different. Uh, families after that and I think uh, you know it, it's it would spoil that specific special moment in, in Empire Strikes Back where you know Luke finds out Darth Vader is his father so I definitely want to preserve that I think that's probably one of the most uh, special moments in the entire series yeah and it's definitely like I, I was thinking about it you know uh with my daughter, I mean, she she's very much into what I'm into. I'm thinking I want to wait until you know she's a little older to watch these movies because I want her to kind of understand it. I want her to feel the emotional part about it um, because I was a little older when I watched the movies and 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 I I fell in love with them and I want I want her to kind of understand what's going on and there's part of me that's like. How in the world do I shelter my daughter from hearing that epic line from Empire Strikes Back? You know, because if if you hear it, it kind of ruins so much of of the movies, I think. Because then you're all like, oh, well, I already knew this was coming, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how to protect my daughter from that. Yeah. But does she is she aware of anything in the Star Wars universe? Does she watch like the Clone Wars uh, a animation series that that's made for children? Because that's really popular among people probably just a little bit older than she is. We uh, no, she. I don't think she's. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't even think Star Wars is on her radar because I don't talk about it too much, um, which is a shame. If if I had the movies, I would probably watch them all once a month so um yeah it's not even on her radar right now yeah 
Well, I think she will probably just about be to the age where she'd be interested in it by the time uh, the new Star Wars movie comes out. So I don't know. That's true. That that'll be awesome. I'll have to I'll have to do a video of me recording my daughter's reaction to Empire Strikes Back. That'll that'll be great. Yeah, that'll be one for the scrapbooks. Yeah. <laughs> With all of that said, um, let's kind of focus in on Episode Seven. Um, because there's a lot of speculation and people are just trying to guess what it's going to be about because they, they have not released anything. It's being written. Um, I can't even remember who's writing it, but I've heard his credits and I trust him to write this movie. Uh, since, since I, you know, you are a, a big enough fan of Star Wars, um, you've delved, dove, there's a word there. Um, you've gotten into the expanded universe, yes? Yes, yeah. Um, is there any particular storyline that you would want to see? Now, from what I understand, the expanded universe, none of it is canon. Or at least that's that's what I've heard. None of it's canon. So if they take anything from the expanded universe, which is great source material, uh, what would you want it to be? Well, one of my personal favorites is um, a graphic novel actually that came out in the early 90s and, and I didn't read it till, till a little bit later than that but it's called Dark Empire I don't know if you've heard of it or, or seen it it's I've heard of it yeah it's I think it's set not too long after the Thrawn trilogy which is probably the most popular of the Star Wars novels yeah um, but you know I in Dark Empire, there's a, a brief period of time where Luke actually turns to the dark side for a bit, and Emperor Palpatine uh, reincarnates himself and like plants uh, his spirit inside of a, a clone. And uh, it's it's crazy and uh, and a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but uh, obviously it was made before the prequel trilogy was even considered, so it kind of contradicts some of what happens in those films, which yeah. I think probably makes it a really good candidate to be reimagined and retold uh, in line with what happens in, in episodes one through three. And of course, you know, having an older Luke come back and be, you know, at least for some period of time, a bad guy. I mean, you know, that's probably something that we've all sort of fantasized about there was that you know moment in return of the jedi where luke walks into you know jabba the hutt's palace and he's dressed in all black and we're like you know what luke is you know forced to be reckoned with and i you know i don't know it would be interesting i think to see that story uh, on the big screen okay i'm gonna have to find that now and read it because now i'm very intrigued yeah it's definitely worth it i mean obviously like i said it, it it's not canon i don't think Right. But uh, it's it's great fun, and it's very much in in line with that sort of uh, early '90s comic book style, okay. which is you know not too long, uh, a few years after Watchmen. So comics are darker, they're edgier, uh, okay. and just you know the types of stories that they tell were much more serious. So I mean, it's it, it, you know that certainly interests me from a narrative standpoint it's it's fun you should definitely check it out okay I, i'm gonna do that um i 
when well when I was a teenager um I I I know I read a lot of expanded universe books uh but I think for me if I if I if I could pick a direction for them to go um I would actually like to see them kind of focus on Han and Leia's kids because uh I think I probably read almost the entire series of books that they were involved in and I you know um for me it's a it's a nostalgia thing because I can still remember being you know the same age as those kids reading those books and just being like I could totally do this, or I definitely want to be a part of these adventures. Um, I think that's kind of a direction that I would like to see them go. I would like to see them um, make uh, Han and Leia's kids kind of main characters uh, and put Han and Leia and Luke in kind of kind of more supporting roles, I guess. In, in the new trilogy, because I'm just mm-hmm. looking at everybody's age. Um, you know, Mark Hamill is not the uh, skinny... Uh, he's not Luke anymore. Right. And Harrison Ford, obviously... I mean, I think he's still got something left in him. Uh, and I think he could definitely still play Han Solo. But I think... I think if they're going to kind of – they like to call it rebooting the franchise, and I, I don't know that I would say they're rebooting it, but they're breathing new life into it. And I think if they're going to do that, take the characters we know and love and keep them there for some period of time. Even if mm-hmm. this um, Episode 7 is the only movie that they're in, um, you know, put them in it, but transition it into kind of a new generation. Um, right. That's, that's, that's my thought process for that. That's, that's what I'd like to see. And so, of course, you're talking about the Young Jedi Knights series. Is, am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I read several of those, and I would definitely agree that that's, uh, that would be an excellent setting to see, you know, kind of turn the, the franchise over to some some younger characters and still of course pay respect to Han, Luke and Leia in yeah. a way that uh doesn't you know make them uh I guess make a mockery of them by asking them to kind of take on these really physical roles mm-hmm. which you know the original Star Wars trilogy were you know very physical roles for those actors and I don't know that it'd be a good idea to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I that that's that's kind of how I keep envisioning it, and uh, I, I have to I have to stop myself at moments because I'm like I'm gonna get my hopes a little too high. I'm gonna expect something out of it, and then they're gonna release some kind of news about kind of what the plot is gonna be. Um, they talked about how it was gonna be Luke centric, and I'm just sitting here going, "There's no way." I I don't. Uh, I love Mark Hamill. Um, he's great. He will always be. Luke Skywalker, and he will always be the Joker to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's not physically Luke anymore. Um, he's he's got some medical problems and stuff like that, and I just um, he's more Grandpa Luke now than right. 
than Uncle Luke. So, right. Uh, yeah, he's he's the new old Obi Wan. Right. Right. Which I think would be great for him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, here this is this is my final question that I have. Um, but if if you could talk to J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and all those people and make a role for yourself, you know, let's say just total, totally improbable, but let's say they call you up and they're like, because oh, um, most people listening to this podcast may or may not know that you do YouTube videos, um, which I highly enjoy. Uh, your most recent one about you moving uh, teared me up a little bit, I'll be honest. <laughs> but uh, I find them very funny. You have um, a different sense of humor than some people. Uh, that's that's what my wife said. She's like, he's really funny, but not like, you know, guffaw funny. You know, right. like, <laughs> um, but let's say that they come across one of your YouTube videos and they're like, oh, I, I like this, just kind of the feel of this guy. He'd, he'd make a great addition to the cast in some small, small way. Um, and they call you up and they, they're like, okay, we have an idea of a character for you, but we need more input. What kind of character um, would you want to be what what would your role be in episode seven if they got a hold of you? You know, I would I would love, and I don't think there's any of us who wouldn't really really love for once to hold a lightsaber to have like this weapon from a more civilized age, you know, and to be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I would want to be the main character, obviously, but. I think it would be totally awesome to be like the a character in the background for a few seconds, but maybe I actually turn out to be more of a major character in one of the expanded universe books, and I could be totally obscure, and all the you know Star Wars hipsters would be like, "Oh yeah, we know you know that guy. He's he was important in this battle and this battle, but if you didn't read the books, then you probably have no idea who he is." So right. I. Being the the hipster that I am, I guess would hope to appeal to those people. That'd be that'd be my choice. What about you? Um, well, actually, I part of me wants to be a Jedi. Like I, I want to be like a perfect mix of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Like, um, I want to carry a lightsaber, but still have my blaster. Mm -hmm. Um because I've always been such a huge fan of Han Solo. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if, um, you know, I, I think that I'm that good-looking or that cocky or whatever. <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to be Han Solo. Uh, but I have to agree with you. I would want to be kind of one of those, if you've read, you know, a certain book in the expanded universe, I'm that guy. Um, I think actually, and this, this, I think this is more just me dreaming, but um, 
because this isn't really my personality, but I would actually like just for just for a moment to like go head to head with like the main character, you know, um, whether whether it's as like a a Sith or maybe just a a Jedi apprentice, um, just kind of have like that one frame in the movie where we like clash lightsabers and we just kind of look at each other and even if that's it um that that would be that would be what i would want um i know it's not as specific as yours is but uh i don't know i think that would be fun or if i actually had to pull a character from uh from the expanded universe somehow i would like to resurrect Dash Rendar um, from Shadows of the Empire, uh, and throw him in that movie. You know, just as a as a as a small character. Um, you know, if if Star Wars was younger, if the characters, the main characters of Star Wars were younger, I would love to just be like the the Dash Rendar cameo. I just thought he was a great character. Yeah, yeah, that is. Obviously, a character from a video game. Uh, and if we're if we're talking about video games, and I had to pick a character, I'm a big fan of Kyle Katarn from Oh yes, from the Dark uh, uh, what's Dark Forces? Yeah, Dark Forces games. Mm-hmm. Those were so great. And he is sort of that you know mix of Han Solo and and Luke Skywalker, especially in the later games when he finally becomes a Jedi and yeah. has his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah. Yeah, I like now that. I, I like, like that. that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I don't I honestly don't think I have any any more Star Wars stuff. Um I know you and I could probably go hours just uh playing pretend, you know, of of what we'd like to see and yeah, who we'd like to be. Uh, but I actually heard that question on another podcast that I listened to, and I was like, oh, that's such a perfect question. And um, so I thought I would ask you that. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything else? No, I think, uh, as you say, we could probably continue this into the late hours of the <laughs> night, but at some point, it's going to start to get a little embarrassing. So yeah. I think we should retain our dignity <laughs> and, uh, and and finish up. Well, well, what what we should do is um, find a like a LARPing troupe, and uh, for those that don't know, LARPing is live action role playing. Um, something that my my core really wants to do, really wants to be a part of, but at the same time, I would be deathly afraid to have anybody see me LARPing. Um, yes. But but maybe secretly. We could get some friends together uh, and and you know play Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be onto something there. I've never heard of Star Wars LARPing, uh, so I don't Why know. Why not? Yeah, this we... this may this may need to happen. I mean, if for no other reason than to be kind of the the forerunners in a new area of Star Wars fandom. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, because they have they have like cosplay and stuff like that. But there's, I mean, come on, LARPing is like 
running around on the playground uh, in elementary school, uh, just having fun and not giving a crap who who saw you. Um, you know that that's uh, I did that a lot when I was a kid. Maybe maybe you didn't. I no, I did. Okay. I grew out okay. of it though. Eventually, I mean. Like how long ago? Do I do I have to answer that question? No, you don't. Because uh, actually, I don't remember the last time it was, but I know not too long ago, I was pretending that our roll of Christmas wrapping paper was a lightsaber. So <laughs> I don't yeah. think as 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 guys, I don't think we'll ever grow out of that that stage. So. No. No, we just will hope that nobody puts it on YouTube, I think. Right. Right. And if so, we'll we'll track it down. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our um our Star Wars conversation. Again, Adam, thank you for for talking to me about this because I think people would be really bored with me talking about Star Wars by myself. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I I really appreciate it, and um, we we are going to have to do this. Um, when I originally came up with this idea for this podcast, one of the first things I wrote down was a Marvel versus DC episode. Uh, so I guess we can we can start working this out. But um, since I'm a Marvel guy and you're a DC guy. We'll just play opposing teams here, and maybe we can each recruit one or two people um, to have this like epic discussion. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see who's the better comic book maker. Oh yeah, bring it on! I'm I'm ready for that. All right. Well. Um, Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks again, Adam. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion that I had with Adam McDorman. Thanks again, Adam, for stopping by and um, talking with me via Skype. And if you would like to join the conversation, go to geekthispodcast.com slash episode three. That's the official show notes for this episode where you can comment and just share your thoughts. I think it'd, it'd be great for us to start a conversation, and maybe we may have to do a follow-up episode to this one. Uh, with your feedback on Star Wars. Uh, a couple housekeeping notes that I just wanted to throw in here real quick. Because um, I like to talk about the future of this podcast, and I like to get feedback from from fans, from listeners. Because um, I, I know there are a couple out there. I, I know that you're out there. But one... Uh, within the next couple of days, I'm going to be getting an iPad. And I'm not saying that to like brag or anything. Um, I'm excited about getting it. But because I'm getting the iPad, I've realized that I need to make the site more mobile-friendly, um, optimized for people that use you know, um, phones or iPads a lot more than they may use a laptop or a desktop computer. So um, look for that. If you have some ideas of stuff that you would like to see, um, like new features or segments or whatever, um, in you know on the site, just uh, you can email me that or actually any comments about the show at all. Email that to feedback at geekthispodcast.com, and 
I'll make sure that I reply to you and you know your feedback can will probably be in an upcoming episode of the show but um, so there's that and also here's something that I really want feedback for and I'll probably be writing an article for this uh, sometime this week and you can comment there too but I'm thinking about doing kind of a, a small series of episodes that are kind of like my Batman episode where I just kind of talk about the history of characters or of a, a certain character and um, I just kind of want to know what you guys thought of that Batman episode what could I improve on because I really want to get this down because uh, as geeks and as nerds I think it's important for us to know the roots of these characters and these franchises that we love what is the history behind them because not everybody knows that and I learned some so much stuff while looking up you know information about Batman and um, I mentioned this super gods book by Grant Morrison which I will have a link to in the show notes um, it's just really opened my mind up to what uh, the, to, to even more of the history of our favorite characters. So I'm thinking about doing that. Let me know either in the show notes of this episode or through the contact page or the connect page, excuse me, and the Facebook or Twitter, whatever. Um, just let me know what you think about that idea, um, any features that you'd like to see on the site, and what else I could do to make this podcast even better. Um, which I will say the iPad is going to help with that found an app that I'm really stoked about. So uh, that is all that I have for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Again, Adam, you are more than welcome to come on the show again. And if you, a listener, would like to be part of the show, do something, be featured, guys, let me know. Feedback, geekthispodcast.com. I will see you guys later. Thanks for listening.